a European starling. Oh, there we go. Okay, yes, very. Yes, I did think it was just left in the dryer a little too long. No, it's that. That's at the beginning of like I was like, oh, that always makes me feel like outer space and stars, and so I the celestial. To wear it. Yes, mm-hmm. celestial, the perfect word. So I wanted to wear something celestial. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that word uh-huh. feels weird on your tongue. Celestial. celestial. <laughs> you say celestial. Where I'm from, you'd say celestial. Okay. What do you say? Celest. Celest. No, I can't say it. Celestial. Celestial. Celest- oh, so you're a celestial. Yeah, I, I air with Ben. I'm celestial. I'm mm-hmm. Appalachian. We we condense the last syllable of anything and everything we can. Mm-hmm. Well, come on, Philadelphia. They're like, Kai, get a glass of water. I mean, water. Yeah, See, accents, I'd say water. The accents are true. I had to lose that when I went to college. Water. Because pe- people were like, water. I'm like, water. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we kick off? Yes. For our very special episode of MLVC. Yes. MLVC. Excuse me, but I'm singing in one key and you're singing in another. Poor is the man whose pleasures depend on the permission of another. Open the door now and suffocate. Just give me a fan. I don't trust any man who hasn't kissed another man. I'm waiting. All right, people, it's time to get your dancing shoes on. You're listening to MLVC. It's all Madonna, all the time. Welcome to the party, bitches. Liberty, you start. Or hey, I everybody. Can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. Hey everyone, welcome to MLVC, the Madonna podcast. You are here finally at the function. Hey everybody, it's Liberty. I'm happy to be here because it has to be this way. Good one, Liberty. You're always good with those little quotes. Mm-hmm. And hey everybody, it's Stefan. Welcome to another episode of MLVC. It's an early morning podcast recording session for those of us. And uh, I'm not quite awake yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am. I'm. I've already finished my four shot latte, so I'm good. Mm, a double shotte? Uh, no, just a regular, but with four shots. Because a double shotte for Ben would be eight shotte. Yes, that would be many, oh. many shotte. Yes, That's, you're caffeinated. You're ready to go. Be sh- shotte something. Woo. <laughs> be shotte right up to the stars. Mm-hmm. I would literally sound like those keyboards at the beginning of "Has to Be," mm-hmm. <laughs> but sped up like for TikTok. <laughs> for tick. Oh right, we need a TikTok yes. version of yes. "Has to Be." Oh my god, yeah, like double time has to be. Oh my lord, heavens! I don't understand those sped up versions why why the dancing why? it's for the choreo oh, yeah yeah because if I you're see. if you're trying to that do like on the eight the eight count like if the song is too slow to hit an eight count in your choreo you gotta speed it up five six well, seven eight yes yes tiktok used to be musically right music that app that like you could i think they could, bought like, it and combined the- it yeah. You film it in such a way that like you can like speed up or make it really jerky like your actions. See, look at that. Madonna, 25 years ahead of the curve. Ray of Light you. is released and she is sped up. And I remember I worked at the music video company uh, when that video came out 
and my boss had been in LA the week before it premiered on MTV and she got to see it because she was, mm. you know, she knew all the directors and all the producers and whatnot. So she got to see the video before it premiered on MTV. And when I was dying to know, and she came back to the office and she's like, yeah, I saw the, the new Madonna video. And I'm like, oh, what was it like? And all she said was, it was very fast. <laughs> and that was it. Like no details about anything else. It was very fast. And I was like, well, I wanted to know what she looked like. What yeah. was she doing in it? This, like, give me Madonna fan details. Nothing. She went, you have to wait. You have to wait until the premieres. folks, right? They just, they witness greatness and then they're like <laughs> super tight lipped and it's they don't want to tell us. Yeah. Like, how do they get these lucky gigs? And we're over here like foaming at the mouth to have those types of experiences. And yet these people have them and they're just like, meh. I don't know. It was fast. I don't understand those people. I guess yeah. they don't have to be. So, yeah, they don't have to be. Yeah. Mm. Well, remember, everybody, you can find us on Instagram at MLVC Podcast. If you'd like to donate to the show, we're on Venmo at MLVC Podcast. Drop us a tip, get us a little double shot. Eh? Uh, also, you can become a subscriber on Patreon, patreon.podbean.com forward slash MLVC Podcast. Or if you've not subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, you can find us at MLVC Podcast. Basically, MLVC Podcast, just ingraining in your head. <laughs> um, and also, get it I wanted tattooed. to. Yeah, exactly. I also wanted to make mention um, because we have this platform and it's such a wide reaching audience that we have around the world, I wanted to let people know. If there was ever a need for uh, something that you want to connect other people with, whether it be something like an apartment sublet or a job opportunity, please feel free to like drop it in our, our DMs on Instagram because we're here to help other people connect with other people. And um, if you've got a, a need for an assistant position or you've, you know, you're going away for a couple of months and you want someone to babysit your apartment in a fantastic city and you want a Madonna fan to take care of it. Cause y'all know Madonna okay. fans would take care of your stuff or help you out at that job. Feel free to let us know. We're here to connect Madonna fans and uh, help each other out. So let us know. Yeah. But not to assume liability. If they break your Madonna stand up, uh, like I'm breathless, the standee <laughs> that you could buy, you know, with like Madonna's posing. Oh, right, lock up that but Madonna like, merch. They're like we, all over it dancing. The cut out from where touch. she was leaning on that car, and she's yes. got her elbow back and the little hip, the hip mm -hmm. jut. Mm. Yeah, but breathless. but don't touch that if they've got it in their apartment. Okay, don't touch it. Right, because if you bought that desperately seeking Susan jacket back when it was made available, right. I'm certainly trying that on if I'm sublet subletting your apartment. It's kind of like a cool idea, right? Like like Airbnb, but for like ma just Madonna like collections. Like you can come and stay and look at all my Madonna stuff and pay me a little bit for your time. Stefan, I'm shocked that you would think you or I, being the very tall people that we are, could try on anything that Madonna would wore without destroying <laughs> it. I couldn't no. even get my arm in that jacket, let no, alone think I could get it over she, my shoulder. Not shoulders. the one she wore. They made that jacket. They did duplicates for, like, you could they, buy the Desperate. I guess like $50. They did. I can't believe that they, they were selling that because you all know. If she puts that uh, a duplicate of that uh, tour merch for a celebration tour, that is going to cost a huge chunk of change. There's yeah. no way. Like the, what the Madame X jacket was, what, $350 when mm -hmm. it was uh, full price? You know if she puts a Desperately Seeking Susan replica jacket in the tour merch, we are going to be like – it's going to be as much of as a ticket to go see the show. Yes. Yeah, Forget I have your this, mortgage. 
I have this as a bullet point for this week in Chaconi when we get to it. So let's, oh, well, let's speaking get there. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah we're, we're chomping at the bit. One of our favorite segments here on uh, MLVC. You know we'll take you there. <laughs> Ow! Oh, Love yes. it. Uh, it's time for a little... This week in Chaconi. See, I get what I want. So celebration tour rehearsals are deep underway. We've gotten a couple video sneak peeks from behind the Madonna curtain. And uh, it's been enough to reinvigorate people's interest. If you weren't interested in seeing this tour before, you are certainly interested in seeing this tour now. Mm-hmm. What do you all think? What a- did 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 the videos excite you as much as they excited me? They very much, very much Maybe. excited me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 the one sitting there going like, let me look at these. What possibly is the stage organization? Because you can kind of see rails or tape on the floor to sort of determine where the um, runway might be, or perhaps which direction she might have to move depending on where that sort of outline is on the floor. I'm guessing that's kind of what part of this is blocking and all that stuff that they have to do. Plus, we've noticed a few dancers who appear to be reappearing um, on this tour. Uh, they've worked with her in the past. I know I saw Marvin. Mm-hmm. And um, I know... abs look amazing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. that oh my God. That little slow roll that he was doing. And I thought, oh, I... I was watching the video as I was eating a donut, and I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> I need to stop eating those if I'm going to look like that. See, you yeah. two were looking at that stuff. I noticed in part of the clip that was recorded by this Courtney Harvier that I didn't realize was the person who had helped work with Ricardo to direct some of the remix videos. Like, yes. everyone should go check out his Instagram. I'm just saying, get following. From I followed immediately. Oh, oh Lord, sure. have mercy. Mm-mm, give me the sweats. Did you notice in the section where she, it's a brief clip of her with the mic and she's got the little corset on and she's kind of dancing. There's clearly like a little stand behind her that's very similar to the stands that are on moving platforms. Yes. And I was Mm. like, oh, I don't remember that from any of the tour drawings. So I, or the rendering. So either she's just there to using that to stabilize herself or there's going to be a moving part to the stage. Because it looked just like the one that Beyonce had in uh, Dubai recently. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I did notice that little piece. Because she was holding on to it. She was like, yeah, she had it her, was right up against her. Hand, her. Yeah. One, hand was, one hand was on the mic and the other hand was holding her, her steady. And I was like, either it's something like elevating her up into the air. Because I don't know if you noticed, the dancers were walking around Bob the Drag Queen in a circle. And so I think that main part of the stage, there is a circular aspect. And I wonder if her entrance is elevated up through the floor on that platform. That will be like Bob the Drag Queen's leading the dancers in a circle in those heels. And like that sort of basically what we were watching was the rehearsal for the, the initial entrance of her mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. show. Yeah. I saw a lot of comparisons to like sticky and this sticky and sweet that like a prayer. Oh. That part. I saw a couple of people making some side by side photo comparisons, if mm-hmm. you will. Well, um, I think because of the styling. I think the styling right. was oh, yeah. sort of the similar. outfit was very styled in that same sort of warrior 
cage fighter outfit from yeah. that portion. Well, okay, so let's talk see. about some of the other stuff, that the hints that we got from that. Some of the elements that I think that we're going to see is a nod to boxing. Obviously, she was seen at Josh Popper, the boxer's fighting match the other week. And now, of course, Page Six has said they're dating, they're which all, I don't yes. know if they are. Page Six is just bored. Good Ugh. for her if, if she is because... I'd hit that. And um, the dancers you could see in some of the rehearsal footage are boxing. So I think that there's going to be a bit of a boxing theme. And I'm wondering if she's going to be doing that in terms of like similar themes from previous tours, mm-hmm. previous eras. That would make sense if she's re- reinventing some of the tour merch and this. Well, that. Daily Mail, they're put it. They put it out there. Oh, she's going to wear the Blonde Ambition corset again. It's com- oh, it's coming that. back. Um, which, you know, I lo- listen, I love the rumor mill. For the- I live for that during the pre, you know, because actually it helps me sort of let go of my anxieties a little bit because everybody knows, right, leading up to the tour and, of course, the day of the tour itself, you are a ball of nerves. You're very, mm-hmm. like, nobody talk to me. Nobody do anything. <laughs> this is a Madonna tour. Do you understand? Like, we are on a mission. Um, but when I read the rumors, I can sort of calm myself down a bit. Like, oh, maybe. And then I start to speculate and I feel calm and relaxed. Um, do we so, think yeah. that she would rewear old outfits? I don't see that. I have happening. a lot of trouble. I have a lot of trouble buying that. Yes, that's very I think that's a that's a reach because I don't think now a reinvented version, right? That's what she did during reinvention. She sort of took that corset and re sort of thought it into the reinvention corsets that she had. Well, and for um, MDNA as well. I mean, also, when she did when she did Vogue, it was a reinvented corset right, cone bra aspect. Yeah. So, so I think maybe. That, yeah, that's a safe that's a safe sort of space for Daily Mail, right? Yeah, and and I mean, it's just it's just a nod to sort of how she is relevant, and she, people are you know she's still. People still make, you know, exciting rumors because they know that it's good clickbait. It's definitely going to get clicks if it's not her name. And whether it's true or not is irrelevant. Have we figured out who's – I, like, went back through the clips last night and this morning and was looking at some of the style of the dancing. So there was definitely the catwalking and the voguing and the boxing. There also was a lot of very – sort of fluid movement that mirrored the Vanity Fair video. I wonder mm. if the movement choreographer from that shoot is part of the tour rehearsals. That person was not tagged in any of the videos, but I'm very curious because I want to see a, I want to see that kind of modern dance that was in the Vanity Fair video in the tour. Like, you know, that's her that's her deepest dance background. So I mm-hmm. would really like to see that make a comeback this time because yeah. we got just hints of it in Madam X and almost nothing in Sticky and or uh, Rebel Heart. So it would be nice to have that make a comeback. Mm-hmm. It's possible we are only seeing. I mean, who knows where they are in the rehearsal process? Like, I'm sure they break the show down into sections where it's like, let's tackle this first section and then they move on to the second section and they move. Like, I'm not sure how they tackle that, you know, from a a big perspective. Like, do they do they work in sections at a time? I mean, we're months out from the show. Yeah. The past tours, it's work out the choreo. There's the there's the dancer auditions which clearly either already happened or she's just bringing back old favorites and then they work with different choreographers to get the vibe while she's working out the music which 
there have been pictures of the working out the music, and it's weird that the the holding picture on the video reels she's posted are her at the mic and the and the mic stand. And we saw the one where someone, I think it was Keith from Billboard, was like trying to zoom in and see what yeah. lyrics they were. I'm like, y'all, she pixelated that before that got posted. <laughs> Don't even get it twisted. Mother is not going to give you that, just like she gave you the fake list of songs in her handwriting. Right. Yeah, mm. whatever. Jeez. But I think those are the that's where they are. That's the two points. Like the arrangements and then figuring out the choreo and and sort of the the set the order of the set list. I I bet there's not even a set set list yet. If we're lucky there will be more than one set list. I'm just saying different songs on different Ooh, nights. I still think nice. that's the way to get people to come back multiple times. I know that would make me go buy more tickets if I found out if like a week into the tour, we find out, oh, it's a, it's like the set list changes. I'm like, oh crap, I got to buy additional <laughs> nights. Like that's the one thing that will make me go crazy and buy, just be like, okay, let's max this credit card out. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Oh, if she does that, people will be in a frenzy. Yeah. Because yeah. imagine like there's all these people that are like, they have to see this song. They have to see this song. And they find out that she's doing one song on one night and another song on another night. People will go. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you couldn't see. I mean, she she might even do like four different shows, like four different decades. And like this night is all ladies. And that then, would ooh, be amazing. Really oh, don't do that to me, wallet. Liberty. You are about to give me an anxiety attack. I cannot handle that. I would have to That's start OnlyFans. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, Lord. I would be that sucker who's like, you know what? Okay, this is it. I have to. I'm not paying for my house anymore. And <laughs> well, I would uh, probably kids, pick you the albums I haven't already heard live. Like, <laughs> well, that too, yeah. Like, I, mean, I miss Confessions, so I would want to go on the Confessions night, mm-hmm. right? You missed yeah. Confessions. I didn't make it to Confessions. I know I was moving <gasps> okay. at the time, and it just that was it was not going to happen. But yeah, like How I would probably, I would go to the Ray of Light night, even though I went to Drowned World, but I would probably skip the music night because I saw Drowned World and that was mm, mostly music. Mm-hmm. So I would probably skip the music night. I would not skip the American Life night. Though. No, I'd be there. Or the no, Bedtime no. Stories night. Mm-hmm. Erotica and Bedtime Stories, I would absolutely have to be there. Oh I'm trying God. to figure like which one would be the most popular, like a prayer, probably. Like everybody would want to go. Yeah. Oh, Mm, good question. I feel like, like confessions be really hard with the modern audience yeah. and all the 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 young gays who came into her at that time period. I feel like confessions would be the most popular. On some of the pictures we've seen, she's with Takesha, so possibly yes. Takesha's coming along for the ride. I mean, we've theorized that maybe she's bringing some of those collaborators on mm-hmm. tour with her. Oh seven oh shake, you know uh, who who else? Takesha. Well, Fireboy. She she, fire Imagine if she was bringing those type of people on tour with her as ways to sort of alleviate some of her pressure. I still feel like she's not going to be on stage the whole time. I don't know right. why I feel that way. I just, I feel like between Bob the drag queen being part of it and then all of these other drag queen elements in the show and especially from Pride, I just, I feel like she's not going to be on stage as much as we think. It's not going to be two hours of constant Madonna. I just feel like... it's going to be a more multimedia experience. And I believe that that title celebration has, has an element there where it's, we celebrate every, everything in my career, but also every everyone and, and all kinds of people and 
Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine, so she brings Takesha out. They sing the Hung Up on Takesha remix. And then Madonna disappears to go backstage and, you know, mm-hmm. have a have a latte and maybe a little nap. And Takesha <laughs> stays on stage. <laughs> Takesha stays on stage and maybe does a cover of another Madonna song. And then, you know, like I'm, I'm sort of trying to temper my expectations about what this tour is going to be. And I feel like Madonna has some surprises in store for us. And I think one of those might be she's not going to sing all of her songs. One of the surprises is that she's only a little bit on stage. I'm okay with that because when she's on stage, I want it to be fantastic. And I get, because listen, I'm no spring chicken anymore either. Mm -hmm. And so I totally get the idea of pacing yourself, especially when you're doing night after night after night. Like you have to be realistic about what you can do and give people an interesting experience so why not? Like you could totally have Takesha, they do the hung up version and then maybe Takesha like comes out and does a little bit of American life and does the rap. And it's like this, that's then it gets super ironic, right? That, mm-hmm. that she's performing that song versus Madonna and sort of really bring out the irony and, and social critical satire of it. So yeah, stuff like that. And I'm so heightened during a Madonna show that, especially when she's visible, that a little break might be okay for this old brain <laughs> to handle. Like, <laughs> just a little pause so I can really like absorb what I've just witnessed, um, you know, relax a little bit, and then she's back in my, you know, okay, great, yes, I can go for another 25 minutes or right. whatever. As opposed to your endorphins being completely exhausted an hour into the show where it's like you just sort of go into this tranquil zen uh, right. as opposed to this euphoric hands in the air. Pump, I mean, pump, I still want to be doing that. I still want to be fist pumping, you know, like excited. But when I think of how tightly wound I was during Drown, like the show Drown World, the first time you see Madonna, and then every show since, really – it's like Beavis on caffeine. I'm just like, go, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Um, Liberty, when we see down. the show together, please just don't fist bump in my direction. I'm going to be shaking you like, oh my God, <laughs> Yeah, like I, I'm going to have a, a nice outfit on, so just make sure your, your <laughs> okay. nails are filed or something, okay? <laughs> I, won't, I won't drool oh on you too much. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we are continuing our celebration of Ray of Light 25th anniversary uh, we had a discussion with our a deep dive over Skin which now is a much more beloved song of mine than it used to be <laughs> um, for that yes you're welcome Stefan you're welcome thanks all thanks all thanks for helping me see the light mm-hmm. that ray of light I've got um, to say my baby here mm, but uh, r- just this past week we were privy to the release of a Ray of Light remix EP. The mm-hmm. remixes had not, some of those remixes had not been on, available on digital and streaming ever. And uh, so it was good to be able to see that. I don't know if you all saw my reel um, back 25 years Definitely. ago when we had to want to listen to all of those songs. We had to track down three different CDs and some of them were import CDs. So they were super expensive. Y'all had to be in an you had to throw down some change in order to be a Madonna fan back in the day because it's way too easy now to just queue it up on streaming. But one of the songs that was included on uh, as a B-side to Ray of Light was a 14th track that was recorded for the Ray of Light album called Has To Be. And I was 
elated that has to be was finally available on digital and streaming. Written by Madonna, William Orbit, and Patrick Leonard. The song is based on a track that was done by William Orbit. It was an instrumental piece with these celestial voices that has never been commercially released. The only time we had ever heard William's original track was back in 1996. He had taken to the airwaves of KCRW Radio in Los Angeles for a half-hour weekly radio program that he called Stereo Odyssey. And I guess William decided to bring that instrumental track to Madonna um, Madonna had recorded a piano-based demo of Has To Be that she wrote with Patrick Leonard, and with William's instrumental track, they morphed it into the creation that we hear today. Uh, I don't know if you've all had a chance to listen to the Has To Be demo. It is on YouTube, so if you Google Has To Be demo, cue it up. It's a piano ballad that is basically something like something to remember on the I'm Breathless album. It is Torch Song Madonna, cue it up it's brilliant mm. um and last last little piece of historical information though has to be was originally meant to be included on the album madonna only wanted 13 tracks to appear on ray of light since as we all know from her interview with kurt loader on ultrasound according to the kabbalah 13 is the luckiest number of all so has to be was relegated to being a bonus track on the Japanese version of the album and a B-side to the Ray of Light single in the U.S. and Europe. What do you all think about Has to Be? I love Has to Be, and but I'm and I'm so fascinated by some of the writing that in the final sequencing, it was between to have and not to hold and has to be, but yet in contemporary social media and fan discussions going all the way back to the message boards were which were the only place you could really communicate with one another in 1998 it's always been mer girl versus has to be mm-hmm. so i think that's interesting that for team madonna mer girl was always going to be there and close the album but the toss up was between has to be and to have and not to hold which i until I sort of revisited the research for this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that getting mentioned back in the day. And I'm, I, that's an interesting choice versus the fans who have always made it a choice between has to be and Mer girl. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've sort of got two trains of thought going there. And I'm like, would I have replaced to have and not to hold with has to be? And I got to say, I wouldn't have. I, I think she either. made the right choice. Yeah. Well, I think the debate comes into play because has to be and Mergirl sort of live in the same world sonically. The the arrangement, the the sparseness of those two songs, the discombobulation, it's they're very non-traditional songs in terms mm-hmm. of how they sound and the format for those. And well, we I were think saying it in the pre-show, the celestial nature of them. Yeah. Right. They, they, they definitely share a heavenly sound to them that it, it's, they live in the same sort of celestial body. Whereas to have a not to hold is far more traditional in its structure right. and the way it's produced. And a little more grounded in in the theme, I think, because to have and not to hold is, is an easy relate, relatable song has to be, there's the middle verse to me is a little, it doesn't align so much with verse one and, 
and verse three. So the middle verse sort of seems to talk about a diff- something different or or an aspect that's much more like or like out there than than the initial like you know heartbreak of has of the of the feeling of has to be to me heartbreak. Mm. I don't know if you guys. Oh, that song is so sad to me. It's I I mean, I've cried listening to that song back in the day. It's a hundred times. Mm -hmm. It's it's I'm so glad she doesn't do songs that are that like realistically heartbreaking to me personally, because uh, it's it's such a gut punch when I listen to that song in the right in in the wrong frame of mind, because I just feel like, you know. Again, like I've said, you know, if you're single and you listen to that song at the wrong time, you know, <laughs> late, late, late on a Friday night by yourself in the middle of winter, it's it's going to break you. <laughs> yeah. Or even if you if you listen to it thinking about someone you know who just cannot find that right person for themselves. I mean, I'm an empath in that way where I think about, you know, I remember sending this song to my friend, that song specifically, because she just always seemed to like be longing for that person Mm -hmm. and couldn't really ever find the right one. But you keep that hope alive of there has to be somebody for me specifically out there somewhere. But she said, oh, I don't know. It's sort of seventh grade dance sort of sound. She didn't appreciate it. Oh, she was not in the right frame of mind to appreciate that. But also if you think about the the arc of the album, right? Like Drowned World is the personal to the social and you've got Swim, which is the world and the social and then Ray of Light and Candy Perfume Girl, Skin, Nothing Really Matters. And then it sort of pivots. It's less broad and it pivots more personal. And in the sequencing from Frozen to Power of Goodbye to Have and Not to Hold has to be wouldn't have made the right statement on the Mm -hmm. path that those songs take right like frozen is about the heartache and what needs to happen power of goodbye is about letting it go having not to hold is sort of the why you had to have the power by and has to be would not have answered that question Mm -hmm. in the sequence and having not to hold then that sentiment of the thing that you can't really have and you kind of know it then we go into Little Star. I feel like it's a better transition. Like to transition yeah, from has to be to Little Star, we'd all had psychological whiplash. Like it just didn't, it wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have made sense. The fan debate about the Murrah girl versus has to be, I get it. Cause the has to be is sad, but it's still about possibility, right? Whereas Murrah girl is just about the grave. Like it's about the end. Yeah. And, <clears throat> Like we were talking about how they're both celestial, but sort of like the flip sides of like the Olympus to the Tartarus of emotions and sort of like what she's feeling. It's like the same emotion, but different context. And so it's really interesting that to then think that the choice was between having not to hold and has to be, but fans and listeners and people who are absorbing this, it was the choice between has to be and Murgirl, which then reflects like how we feel about the topics, I think, you know, the sort of longing versus the loss that's a different kind of longing but has no resolution, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I that's interesting. I, I I was shocked when I like was on Twitter this week, just in the last couple of days, and like the whole discourse about the has to be 
Murder Girl, I was like, are we listening to the same album? Like, who are you people? But then I have to remember <laughs> that, like, you know, if you weren't there at the time that it came out, and you don't remember that because they don't, you know, we don't absorb the album that way anymore when it comes on streaming. Right. It's even like how on the EP with the remixes, it's like all the remixes. And had we heard all of those remixes before? I didn't think so. so even consuming this new EP with all the remixes, it's a very odd experience to go through the journey of all those very weird remixes, some of them, versions of each other, and then you get to has to be, and it feels weird there. But then I think about how people are consuming that now because it's always on the shuffle or they're putting it on a playlist. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I immediately moved has to be to my writing playlist. Mm -hmm. Like my, mm -hmm. I have a playlist for when I'm drafting new work, and I was like, Oh, has to be. It's got. It has to be on the drafting <laughs> playlist. So even I'm consuming it differently than I originally did, and encountered it as like a piece of art. And I was thinking about that with the whole Mer Girl has to be debate. That if you only have ever encountered Mer Girl as as a shuffle on streaming, either listening to This Is Madonna or Madonna Ballads or Ray of Light on shuffle, it's just not going to land the way it does when you put that CD in the CD player or the cassette in your car. Cause you know, we didn't have, most of us didn't Back have then. CD players in our cars <laughs> in 1998. Let me tell you, if you did, you really were bougie, 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 you were extra bougie or you were rich. <laughs> you know, it's just not the same experience. And I had to be like, okay, that's probably a big part of that discussion. But that discourse was fascinating. I was just like, y'all need to be taken out back. Like, what is this about? Just be quiet. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, other than the, the content of the song, the lyrical content of Has To Be, I also just loved the production value of that song mm -hmm. because it's so fierce and wonderful and uh, definite, definite accolades to William Orbit for putting the sonic sound of that together because there's the, obviously that little, do, 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 the little, the, the star sound that you were alluding to, yeah. Ben, uh, yes. in the very beginning, the little twinkle sort of sound that's bringing you into the universe. And it's quiet and not haunting in the way that Mergirl is. Like, Mergirl is very, it's almost like it's the ghost of Madonna's mother haunt, coming and haunting her in, in a way. Whereas, has to be has a very light, ethereal, almost hopeful, mm -hmm. you know, sound to it. My favorite part is when you're in that song a little bit and it's that, that clap of a drum, that pump, 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 where it just like, it's sort of like a thunder clap of that, that beat that comes out of nowhere. And it's just, that was always the thing that like, woke me up from that song mm -hmm. where I was, I think the first time I listened to it, when you hear that, I was like, okay, you've got my attention now, Madonna. And it's always from that moment on, it's been a favorite of mine. Could we say that that song is the most Billy Bubbles? Remember his nickname that she gave him, Billy Bubbles? Isn't oh, yes. has to oh. be one of his most Billy Bubbles productions from that time period? Hmm. I, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Because the, the celestial sounds and that percussion that you were just talking about all sort of bubble up. Whereas Mergirl is that dirge and the synths and the, and the long keys are very heavy mm -hmm. and sort of sink. 
has to be still floats, even though it's basically a sad serenade, it still mm-hmm. floats on those like bubbly synths and percussion. Mm-hmm. Liberty, what do you think about her voice and yes, her, har- her harmonies on that song? Oh, thank you for, thank you for pointing that because I was drifting thinking about the, the bass, you know, the bait, the, how thick the bass is. Yes. Um, Molasses. In Cause I love it so much also because I, and I was actually thinking about the uh, massive attack mm, on, totally. uh, song that she did I want um, you I want you this sort of slow it is so slow it's almost painfully slow but the has to be melodies are exquisite like just and in fact you can even come up with more if you want to just because of how simple the melody itself is but she pairs some amazing harmonies and I'm guessing that's all her it's only her voice and, and she sings so softly in some parts, just like in Mirror Girl, where there's this sort of, it's, she's almost sing speaking so mm-hmm. softly. It's almost singing, but as a spoken, if that makes sense. But, yeah. but I actually, I, and, and like I said, you can actually come up with other harmonies. If you, if you want to play like that, I do when I'm driving or something like that. I often try to like play to find other parts that aren't necessarily, that aren't necessarily there in in the produced version because it's so it's such an easy song to harmonize. And I think that's the part of Madonna's brilliance and musicality is that she could have overcomplicated the harmonies and melodies mm-hmm. in that song, and she doesn't. It's almost as yeah. if like they're there, but they're so not in your face, so you barely hear them. I mean, you you mm-hmm. do, but I they're they're not obtrusive. They don't interrupt your enjoyment of the song, and she could have, you know, like right. I, I often wonder had Madonna been someone like Christina Aguilera or you know, Celine Dion or Adele, would she have overcomplicated the the vocals on a song like that? You know, that's, I'll have to say, that's part of the reason I love Madonna as a singer, because it isn't, there's always this editorial quality to what she sing or mm-hmm. how she sings a song where it is not, it's definitely, you know, pop art, but it isn't like, I'm gonna make <laughs> Mariah Carey, yeah. <laughs> which is glorious. People who are able Absolutely. and capable of doing that—I I mean, I'm—I've always been just wowed. But it sometimes adds too much mm-hmm. when, when if you draw if you draw back a little bit, the, the that less is always more sort of thing comes out, and you're able to add some restraint which is good for the listener because the listener if they have an imagination if they want they can take it in a different direction or others who perhaps want to cover her songs later can always put their own embellish sort of spin on it yeah yeah but i love i've always loved that about madonna that she doesn't go to like except even and you know she does in live right Look at how she did La Vie en Rose right. during Rebel Heart and how it's just her voice and a ukulele and it's like, holy crap. Like she has such an amazing voice, a cappella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't abuse. And even after all of the training for Avita and all of the musical uh, vocal training that she worked to achieve, it didn't necessarily make her do that sort of 
reach that people like Christina Aguilera and sometimes, you know, like I've even heard Britney do or attempt, you know, mm-hmm. this like, Whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cause yeah. Britney's got that voice, you know, she was just told not to, to right. be the Christina right. Aguilera, you know, she's right. got the training, but she was, that was not, that was not the mold that they wanted to make Britney. They wanted her right. to be this very succinct poppy sound. So, mm-hmm. so to Liberty's point, what you were saying about, like her editing and her interpretation of the song and how she tells the story. I always think that that, cause she's always cited Diana Ross as an inspiration mm-hmm. and talk about somebody who was not the boom, boom vocalist, but who could deliver a song. Right. When you listen to ain't no mountain high enough, you mm. believe it. Yes. And Madonna has that same quality to sing that song, whether it be has to be or in Vila Rose or other ones that we've heard her do where it's down to the song, mm-hmm. right? I think she shares that same quality, like that you don't have to be the powerhouse vocalist, but you know how to interpret and deliver. Right, and like Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Yes, right? yes. Vocally, that song, it stays it stays simplistic with a complexity in, in, in the breath and in the way that the interpretation comes out where it's, because it's it's almost like making the self smaller, right? How the gods above. It's a little prayer, right? I say a little prayer. And how the gods above could be so unfair. This is the sort of thing you utter to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, when for the hundredth time you're sending a text that you shouldn't be sending, you know, like, I, why do I even bother with this person? <laughs> um, you know, th- that feeling of you make yourself small, but your hope is so big. I don't know. There's something there. Yeah, this is, this is, hint, hint, <clears throat> this is a song, to your point earlier, Liberty, that, hmm, certain persons should, should be inspired to interpret. I'm just saying. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, let me get William Orbit on, little Billy Bubbles on the mm. horn. Perhaps he'll have an idea. Who could... I, you would probably one. do a fantastic cover of Has to Be uh, Liberty. I'm, yes. Okay, there. Stefan just said it out loud. <laughs> oh, okay. We're putting that out on the universe. Yeah. Oh. We can be Stefan Soundscape and, and Liberty. Babies, and... there are things to come. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Mama is in the kitchen. Mama is. Ooh, she's cooking something up. Yeah. The whole, we, the got, whole... we got spring break coming. That means Mama Ooh. has a couple days to like clean the oven, if you know what I'm saying. Mm hmm. Get oh, up spray. out of your seat. No, I can't spray wait. Spray some bubbles. Yes. <laughs> spray some bubbles. Come on into my store. Bubbles. I got candy galore. Yeah. Um, she's our one-stop candy so shop, that Liberty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Ben, we actually, funny. Liberty and I have been fast at work on some some new ditties. And um, we Excellent. haven't had time because I started a new job and Liberty's been, yes. dealing, uh, with jobs, Liberty's been yeah. dealing with the teens uh, at school. And not trying to lose it, but um, we we have been working on some new music, so hopefully um, we're we're going to be able to to put that out in in the coming coming weeks slash months. Yeah. Fantastic, little little something for your spring summer. Yeah, uh, twenty three. Yeah, and it's good. Love it. Love Maybe it. not something as ethereal and sparse as has to be, but no. Uh, I mean, well, you never know. You never know. I'm just saying, time. be open to the possibility. Always. Well, hey, we always like to put together a bunch of covers for 
uh, our annual birthday Madonna birthday episode there you in go. August. So th- that's the music that we're not officially releasing. So you never know. Maybe it has to be cover. Maybe mm-hmm. a slightly more dancey version of has to be. Oh, I don't think it needs to be dancey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when um what was the song uh, Wash All Over Me got yes. you know Avicii fied. <sighs> Oh, oh no, Avicii goodness. was the original. It got Kanye right. no, no. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. <sighs> when the Warner deal happened, everyone thought, oh, we're going to get all these re-releases of the albums with tracks from the vault. And I remember telling people, no, we're not. But <laughs> I'm happy to get these singles and the remixes and the little thing, the little drops. Like, I mean... <laughs> Like back that up to the beat. Whoever thought that was going to resurge, and but getting has to be in some of these remixes we've never had on streaming before. I'll take it. I love mm-hmm. it. Oh, and yeah. Did you see that they released some quote unquote Ray of Light merch? Okay, I, I that was my other thing I wanted to talk about because I'm gonna I'm gonna say this on the air, and I, I want people to to I'm gonna tweet it later, and we got to repeat it. Where are the tank tops, Madonna? Right? Yeah. Tired of these t-shirts and sweatshirts. Like, I, she needs to put out some hot tank tops that we can all wear to the during tour the this summer. Summertime. With our yeah. with our whole string of, like, pearls and rosaries and crosses. Yes. Like, come on. Give me a tank top. I know. I don't understand yeah. the hoodie obsession. I, I mean, I have a Madame X hoodie. It is one of the warmest temperature rising hoodies I've ever owned. Like if, if I was in subterranean temperatures with Veronica Electronica out in the desert, I would wear my Madame <laughs> X hoodie because then I would be fine. But otherwise, yeah, give me some summer garb, Madonna. I want yeah, to show I, off my strange. gym membership. Yeah. I, I don't know. That it, I mean, and I, and I like that they look for things which maybe they consider bigger price. Like they can ha- set a little bit of a higher price point, for example, the blanket or the hoodie. But at the same time, I think, you know, we all don't live in, I mean, I live in the, in the Texas where it's already 90 in February. Oh, March. I, know. I mean, look, I we, mean, we allow you to podcast naked because we know oh. we're in Texas. So yeah, it's, you're welcome. You're, End of the very, show, guys. you're very justify my love recording session appropriate right now. Liberty. <laughs> oh my yeah. Lord. But I mean, but even I'm not, it's not even about the price point for me. She could charge me $30 for a tank top with the sex book photo where she's got her hand on her crotch and her finger in her mouth. I would buy that and wear it in public. Like, mm-hmm. no joke. I think a lot of folks would. I think that, yeah. you know. Like, that especially it's, in this political climate, I'd be like, come for me. Come yes, for me. actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So. I, I feel like, I'm, I'm, and the sleeve was interesting. So it's just the sleeve, right? Apparently this item is, there's one that goes for big, big bucks on eBay, apparently. I don't know because I don't scour eBay for Madonna merch, but so people were all like, oh, I'm going to buy the sleeve because that other sleeve, I don't know if it was for MDNA or what other record it is. There's some oh, the one, holographic cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. it goes from like the little, from the little scratchy blue. I don't know to, if that's what yeah. the yeah, sleeve it's, is. It's, yeah, it's, what is it? It's like a... A lenticular... Isn't that it's a, a lithograph of the yeah, yeah. of the of the album cover? But the cover. effect is like lenticular, I think. Uh, right, we'll so it goes it from somebody, it goes from somebody DM the, the shiny blue of the album of the, the it goes from the shiny blue of her dress to a picture of her in the on the front of the album cover, All right. yeah. um, which is cute. But again, that's not the merch I I'm going to buy. I would even buy that see-through 
like the the dress that she's wearing under the blue coat in the Ray of Light album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about because you can see your nipples on the inside. Mm-hmm. Oh and she, yes. that little sort of like dark see through. Make that a tank top. I will wear that. Like Madonna, <laughs> just make me some tank tops. I am over the t-shirts. Oh yes, this the brown that the brown. that make that a tank top. I will wear it. Yes. Yeah, that would be really cool with like totally see through, but like just a little M logo like here in the, oh, uh, on yes. the neck or like and on the back. And you could wear your crucifixes to the show and like do all yeah. the bangles. Right. I, like, I'm so here for it. Yeah, you can give even it to me. put. Yes. Mm. Mm. Where is it, Madonna? Let's zoom Help in us on out. that little. Help us out. Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. It's like all the little laughs of the. Look how happy she is wearing that. See, exactly. we She's in a tank top. Too. I would. Well, it's a dress, but I want it as a tank top. Yeah, I feel like there's some missed merch opportunities. I mean, mm-hmm. she wears she wears like a lot of layers. She's always wearing, you know, the corset plus a hoodie plus a denim shirt over that plus a jacket plus a, a puffer. Right? She's always cold. Yeah, but we're hot. <laughs> we're hot because we're dancing to Madonna music. Yes. We need tank and the tops. The AC is off. Like, right. right. I exactly. can't wear a T-shirt to a Madonna show, even if I go to a winter one, because I will melt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought the Rebel Heart mesh tank top, specifically oh. ordered it ahead of time. Even though I saw Rebel Heart in the depth of January, I wore that mesh tank top to the show. And I was one of the few people not sweating. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I had like a net, a net dress for Madame X because even Madame X was hot. Oh, yeah. It was hot in there. Yeah. Really hot. Oh yeah. Let's put it out there. Let's uh, let's pray for some amazing tour merch. You know, I, I specifically chose to not have children in life so I could afford Madonna merchandise. <laughs> yeah, when you when you forego a, a child so that you can buy Madonna things. That's, exactly. I don't have to pay for a child's yeah. college education, Priorities. so therefore I can afford to buy multiple T-shirts and tank tops exactly. at a Madonna concert. Well, if she's only going to give me T-shirts, I'm probably going to buy one. If she gave me tank tops, I would buy five, so I can have one for oh, every day of the week see. at the gym. Well, I think that's our show for today. Thanks for joining yes. us on this deep dive of Has to Be. It had to be about Has to Be. It, really it did, did indeed. Yeah. How the, the gods were no longer above. unfair. We got the song. That's right. We finally. The goddess gave us what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, we are always so thankful for any of those little, those little nuggets of joy that she brings us. Yeah, and bring me more in the form of tank tops. Right. <laughs> and everyone who's listening, we just wanted to say a heartfelt thank you for the love and affection that you give us on a weekly basis. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being part of this community. We hear you. We see you. You are all wonderful. We are all one. Yes. We are. We're in this together. We're here at her mercy. Yes. Let us pray. All right. Until next time, everyone. Until next time. Have a wonderful Saturday. Bye. Back that up to the beat. (laughs) 